He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with uh, someone who has been a participant in history, a witness to history, and uh, they're not making any more of this guy, and he's a survivor. Uh, and he uh, is uh, is here to talk about a great album, and I just listened to it from start to finish, and, and there's not a bad track on here. David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater, and you'll be able to get this on December 9th. It is a must, must listen to. What an album. Uh, it ends with, uh, with Woodstock, a great, I, I mean, an un- unforgettable version of Woodstock. David Crosby, how are you? I'm really happy, man. Uh, this this was uh, one of those rare things, you know, where the, it's like the last night of a tour, and we were feeling really good, and, and everything kind of gelled together. The chemistry was working, you know, uh, and uh, that we got that recorded is just, uh, you know, beyond belief lucky. It, normally, if you have a night like that, you have it in Oshkosh, and nothing, they ain't recording nothing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's uh, this time it was in one of the best rooms. You know, the Capitol Theater is a place where music, really good music, has happened over and over again. Uh, Shapiro's a nice guy. It's a really good place. We we just we just write all the way around, and and you can hear it in our voices, man. We really we we're feeling very confident and very happy. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, you, you know what is strange as outsiders, as people that aren't uh, the David Crosby's of the world, or I could I could name you know name onto my two hands people I could put into that ca- category, uh, and I wonder if it's just old hat for you, or if you're really psyched uh, listening to it, having done this, and and I I'm so glad you said that because I'd hate to think that you just roll out of bed, you put out something like this, and it's just like yeah, well, big deal. I played Woodstock. I was there when the Beatles came to the West Coast. You know, uh, you know, you've done all these things. You've been involved in such legendary situations. I I I still want to believe that you listen to this and say, wow, this is great. Frankly, I do. I. Uh... I think you're really lucky. Been my experience that you're really lucky if you catch actual magic uh, on tape, uh, and we did, and uh, you can hear it, and I love it. How how much time goes into cutting down uh, what's going to ultimately go on an album like this? By the way, th- is am I hearing this right? This is your first live album. Uh, can that be? It didn't. Uh, no. It, no way. Um, maybe, yeah, it might be my first live uh, live solo wow. uh, or with my own band. Uh, might be, yeah, I, I think so. That's unbelievable. Uh, it, all I know is it, it was a, a sparkling moment, man. It was just really, 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 really good. And uh, I can't believe how lucky we are that we got it on tape. You know, and you almost want to ask the question, and not to be a wise-ass, but you I, you want to ask the question, like, why did you wait so long? I've seen you live. I, I can't count how many times I've seen you. You know, it's like, what the hell are you waiting for? You know, you, this is awesome. Not a, we, we didn't plan it. Yeah. It just happened this way. 
Hang on one second. I got to blow my nose. Don't, yeah, don't well, go, go ahead. In the meanwhile, let me remind everyone, David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater. And I kid you not, it's great. It is just, it's magic. He said it. He, he captured it. And I, I, I'm just, I, I just got right, finished listening back. to it. And uh, we've been talking as as David just stepped away for a second. But David, it's 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 magic, you know. It really is. It's wonderful. And uh, you know, usually I ask somebody who's done and seen what you've uh, what you've done. Uh, is, is there other things out there to do? And I guess when you've never released a, a live album, that it, you know, hey, this is this kind of fulfills one of those things. And you weren't even thinking about it. It just it it's got to feel great. It does feel great. I do. I do like uh, doing new stuff, you know, writing new songs and, and doing new things. Uh, I've been spending a lot of time trying to write a screenplay. Uh, I, I think, you know, stretching yourself is a really good idea and uh, continuing to try to work as, as much as you can, as long as you can, is healthy and good. You know, there are a lot of folks who have had uh, just amazing careers and you look back and I, and I'm not going to single them out and, and I'm certainly not disparaging them, but I, I asked them, um, do you write much anymore? And they say, no, I don't. Cause what's the, what's the sense? You know, everybody wants to hear the old stuff and everything. And I'm so disappointed well, when they you know, say that. It, 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 here's how it goes. You, you have a, it, your writing isn't a constant thing it starts out you don't write at all and then you learn and you start and you just a, a couple of little scraps and then you get better and then you get better and then you get better and somewhere along in there you peak and you do your absolute best work and then towards the end of your life you write less okay now what i've done is i started writing with other people my son james notably uh and also Michael League and Becca Stevens and Michelle Willis, notably. And what it does, man, is it extends my life, my useful life as a writer, probably by 10 years. It's it's just been fantastic. It's something I'm really happy about. Uh, you know, I, I realized back when I wrote Wooden Ships with Paul Kantner and Stephen Stills that writing with other people definitely works. And uh, uh, if you pick the right people. And I've been very, very, very lucky. My son James is getting to be a better writer than I am. And uh, it's it's just, uh, I'm a very fortunate guy, man. Well, listen, you are. We're fortunate. Uh, we're fortunate that you're putting out music like this. And again, I'm going to repeat, David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater. Uh Available to, to purchase. You could pre-purchase right now. You could pre-order right now. But December 9th is when you could actually get the tracks. And it's just absolutely wonderful. Uh, David Crosby here uh, for about another minute. And, and we got to let him go. David, uh, before we let you go, please tell us anything we should know. And, uh, and, and also, is there a lot of David Crosby music that we, we have not yet heard or that, uh, that it for whatever reason, have just fallen uh, between the cracks. Yes, there is. Uh, I, I should tell you this. This lighthouse band. Uh, there's an entire other lighthouse band studio record, finished, mixed, mastered, already done, in can, waiting. <laughs> and then I've got. I've started another one with my son James. I, I, I probably got a couple more in me, and I definitely love doing that. So, 
Do you have a website you could leave us with where we could follow along or a social media site? Yeah, davidcrosby.com. It's there just any time. Or Dave, follow me on Twitter. David, congratulations on an amazing life, an amazing career. You're a survivor. Your music is great. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you, man. It's a pleasure. David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater. Wow. You know, I mean, this is this is a guy who when the Beatles came to uh, the uh, the West Coast, uh, he <laughs> he was standing there. He's a member of the Birds, right? He was a young guy, and uh, he was just out there trying to make it. And somehow or another, he was, uh, got connected with the Beatles. And one of the reporters said, who is the uh, young man behind there, the young man with the long hair behind there? And they're like, who, who? And, you know, John, Paul, George, and Ringo all... Looking, oh, they said, oh, that's David Crosby. They must be talking. And then he hid behind the curtains because, you know, it wasn't, he wasn't trying to upstage it. He was watching. He was watching and observing and, and just whatever. But, I mean, it's what a career this guy has had. Uh, ups and downs, right? I mean, he, uh, he got the, geez, I should know this. Was it a liver transplant? I mean, this is a guy who, um, who's seen ups and downs with substance abuse and, talked and he talked candidly and he said look uh, we will write about the war in the 60s the hippies we will write about the war that's one thing we will write about we were wrong about drugs and you know what they would uh, would do to you and you know look uh, i mean he's still here i don't even know how old he is to be honest with you i'm gonna google it now but i and i'm so thrilled to talk i never thought i'd i'd, I'd talk to david crosby um what you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, um, just uh, you know, listen, the ups and downs, the fights that he's had, um, you know, publicly, privately, with uh, with different people, and just surviving, and 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 just um, you know, just just amazing. But get this album. I mean, this is they're not making any more of this guy, and um, 81 years old. That's what he is. He's 81 years old. And uh, the birds, uh, all of his solo work has just been is, is just been unbelievable. David Crosby, again, I just never thought I would. Uh, there was a line. There was a line. I think it was on The Simpsons. And if I'm wrong, somebody will you know shoot me a text or email me. And uh, Barney from The Simpsons, you know that was the the drunk and he was uh, uh, the drunk and. Uh, <laughs> And the Simpsons, he was always there, and he was always sloshed beyond belief. And he was like, David Crosby, you're my hero. And David Crosby uh, said, uh, oh, you like my music to you? And he says, you, you're a musician? And, uh, you know, I mean, just, just, think about that. just think about that statement. But, man, uh, Eight Miles High, Mr. Tambourine Man. Uh, he played Woodstock. It was their first gig, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and well, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Uh, that was their first. That was their first. Uh, wow, uh, first a performance, live performance, and they were in front of half a million people. Just amazing. Frank McKay, signing off. The legendary David Crosby has been our very special guest, and and by the album, uh, it's t- terrific. I'm I kid you not. It is absolutely terrific. And David Crosby and the Lighthouse Band live at the Capitol Theater. Please get it. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. 
This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with an actor's actor, and honestly, he has, uh, he's played some complicated characters over the years. Seems to do it with little effort, but I, we, we know that's, that's not true. He's put a lot of, a lot of uh, thought and a lot of work into his, his art, and, and you know that because he wouldn't be this, this wonderful at what he does. And again, you know him from Lost and Southland, Prison Break, The Walking Dead, of course, uh, Standoff. Uh, I think he did a great job way back in, in Standoff. The kids are all right. And uh, now, uh, what we're talking about here is Clarice, which is terrific, and Michael Cudlitz is our very special guest. And again, uh, plain and simply, just a great actor. Uh, Clarice is upon us Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern. And Michael, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Uh, doing terrific. Uh, you've got to be excited about the, uh, the the show. I know CBS seems to be very proud of it, and uh, for good reason. Uh, is it something you, you felt good about from uh, from the start? Did you think this was going to get a lot of attention? It, it, it is. I, um, I, you never know how much attention, uh, you know, something's going to get, you know, when you, when you sign on. Um, but what you do is you respond to a good story. And this script, the pilot script, the first episode of this show, um, is easily one of the best pilot scripts I've ever read. Um, and that's the reason we wanted to do it, because uh, we didn't, we weren't necessarily looking to do something on network television again because of the history of network television, or you know, the recent history yeah. with um, you know, just there's there's better stories being told on streaming platforms. Uh, in general, and this is sort of the exception to that. You know, it, it is very much not, um, you know, not your typical network show. It has, I think, some of the, the best elements of a network show and the best elements of a, of a streaming type show. Um, we, I definitely think we're, we're sort of a hybrid, um, and, you know, I'm really proud of the work we've been doing. I'm really proud of the, the stories that uh, Alex Kurtzman, Jenny Lamette, and Elizabeth Clavitter have been writing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a wonderful experience from the top down. You know, CBS has been fantastic and supportive of us, uh, and, you know, knowing that it's not necessarily a show that their typical CBS audience uh, is expecting, um, but has definitely come to love. You know, the casting people here, and again, I don't know who they are, but they, they have to get some kudos as, uh, as well. Um, they've put together a cast, you know, of course yourself, but uh, it, it's a cast that, that you wouldn't normally just imagine together. It's not the same cast of characters kind of thrown together. Uh, it, it seems like they've, uh, they've put an unusual group of people together, and it's just working beautifully. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. You know, um it's uh, it's hard to put a group together and have a group dynamic work. Uh, you know, we have, uh, you know, from, from top down, uh, just a, an incredible cast. And uh, to me, one of the fav- my favorite things is watching everyone else in the cast work together on, on the scenes that I'm not in. Um, we have a, a, a what they'd call, a, you know, in sports, a very deep bench. You know, anyone can be handed the ball at any time and perform incredibly with it. Um, I, I love watching the ladies work together. Uh, Rebecca Breeds and uh, Devin Tyler 
who plays Ardelia Map. Um, Rebecca, of course, plays Clarice. The two of them working together in their friendship, you know, is just amazing. Jane Atkinson, killer, just tremendous talent. Um, you know, and then we have the guys, you know, Cal Penn, and Luca de Oliveira, uh, myself, Nick Sandow. Uh, yeah, I just, it's, again, it's a pleasure to come to work. Consummate professionals. You know, we, we've gotten very close to the cast because of COVID. We were cast over a year ago. We did not shoot the show because the show shut down uh, because of the pandemic. Um, and we all stayed in touch via Zoom, including the writers and the producers. Uh, so when we came back to this in September, uh, you know, s- six months after we were initially going to do it, we we were already at a different place than we would have been had we shot the pilot, you know, initially um, a year ago. Uh, and it's just really helped the work. It's helped the relationships. It's helped everything about the show, you know. And so from a creative standpoint, um, it, we benefited from what's going on right now, you know, and right now we're up in Toronto and all we do is uh, eat, drink and sleep the show. There's nothing else to do. The whole city shut down. We're all away from our families. Uh, we, we go into work during the day. We come home, we study, we eat, we go to bed, we come back and we shoot the show. So it's a, it's a very interesting, very unique and uh, probably never to be duplicated again event. Yeah, it's terrific, and and you you started out by saying, uh, making the point about uh, streaming shows, uh, you know, usually being so much better than the uh, uh, the network shows. I, it, but you know, you got to believe that you know the creators of this show they they realize that as well, and and they realize that, and and you know they're a product of the times uh, and uh, and everything else. So I, I'm sure they're sensitive to that. The reason for that, and again, pardon me, I'm a lay person. I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not an actor. I, I imagine uh, just there's no restraints when uh, when something's streaming or something's uh, on over the top, as opposed to the networks having that. But is that the main reason why that happens nowadays? Why there it's so difficult to get good network shows? Well, I think the problem with the, you know, the sort of the innate problem with a network is that it needs it needs more eyeballs on it for the show to survive. You know, you can, very few people know this, you know, uh, about Mad Men, but when Mad Men started, it had less than a million people watching it for the first season, every episode. Less than a million. Wow. Um, That would get you canceled halfway through your show. (laughs) You'd be halfway through the airing (laughs) of your first episode, and if they knew there were less than a million, they would pull the plug on it. Um, and I'm not joking. They would absolutely cancel you after one week if you had less than a million on a on a one of the major network shows. Um, but streaming, they don't. They don't. Of course, they care. They want more numbers. But they, if they if they're going to have that same, you know, you know, less than a million or two million or one million, but they know that they they're going to have them every week, and they're a, you know a, a, an audience that you can count on, then it's worth it for them. So what happens is the content starts to um, fall back to the creators, meaning they can do whatever they want. They can tell the story however they want. When you get into a network situation, you you, you have a built-in sort of audience that expects a certain thing, and you have to cater to some degree to that. And uh, that's what they do. Uh, you know, it, it's it's what, what people expect. You know, you, you, you know, you have people who buy season tickets to, uh, you know, 
the the Philharmonic, uh, you don't want them. You know, people who who've done that don't want to show up one night and have a rock concert. Yeah, they want to they want the Philharmonic. That's what we paid for, and that's what you have with networks with the major networks. You have you have audiences that you know have come to love the the style of the network, and then you know that style is reflected in some way in everything that they do. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But from a storytelling standpoint, from an acting standpoint, um, you you want to be a little edgier than that. You want you want things to change up. You want to be able to be a little more a little more creative than than the constraints. Um, and they're letting us do that with the show. You know, they're they're letting uh, Jenny Lamette and uh, Alex Kurtzman and Elizabeth Claviter do the stories that they want to do. Now, obviously, they run them by them, and they all have conversations. But generally speaking. Uh, they're telling the stories that they want to tell, and they're wonderful storytellers. So, we we couldn't be more excited to be doing this. Uh, just having a great time. For, listen for good reason, Michael. Congratulations on not only on your body of work, but the quality of work that's in within that body. And certainly, Clarice is uh, is uh, is no exception to that. Just wonderful work with everybody over there. Uh, do you have a, a quickly a social media site or a website you want to give us to follow along with you? Well, I'm on Twitter and I am on Instagram uh, at Cudlitz, literally at Cudlitz, C-U-D-L-I-T-Z. And on Facebook, it's Michael Cudlitz. I do interact with my fans. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Or you can just, you know, check out and and watch. (laughs) Uh, But you'll get updated uh, trailers and photos and behind-the-scenes stuff. And, uh, again, questions are answered. Um, So we'd love to have you over there. Thanks for being here, Michael. The Walking Dead, Lost, Southland, Prison Break, Standoff. Uh, The kids are all right. I I mean, a mile long, a mile long resume. And he is terrific. I mean, absolutely terrific. Uh, Clarice is his latest. Actually, he's got other other shows, you know, other uh, projects that are coming out. Uh, later that uh, he the shot earlier but uh, again we couldn't even get into that and just um, just a, a wonderful actor Michael Cudlitz if, if you don't know his work uh, you might not know his name but you know his work for sure and if you're watching any uh, any type of TV you're gonna uh, you're gonna come across him I think he gave a great explanation of uh, of network and maybe it's obvious to some people but it wasn't wasn't to me that's for sure Frank McKay signing off we'll see you next time on Breaking It Down it's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay Long Island Vibes on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays now here's your host Frank McKay I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down Frank McKay here with a terrific actor and he's just got his tremendous range. I've always said this about Michael Mosley. And uh, tonight, you could see him in uh, in a thriller, sci-fi thriller from Fox called Next. And he's playing opposite of John Slattery from Mad Men. You've seen his work. You've seen Michael's work in, in Castle, Ozark, Scrubs. Everybody loves him in Scrubs. I, I thought he was terrific in Longmire and, and Pan Am. I, I think that was very underrated with Margot Robbie. Uh, he was terrific, and she was terrific in that. Uh, Sirens. Uh, he's absolutely terrific. Lots of range. Thrilled to have him. Michael Mosley, how are you? 
I'm good, Frank. How are you today? I, I'm doing well, and uh, I, you know, an unusual time for actors and actresses and filmmakers and everything else. But uh, you must be thrilled to have have something fresh out, something new out. I am. I am. I'm excited. Uh, we we actually, um, you know, we were lucky enough. We shot in Chicago, and we wrapped in like March, and uh, like towards the end of March, it was right at the beginning of you know, all this craziness. And uh, we were lucky enough to wrap. And then they sent us on a plane. And, uh, we, you know, when I went back, I came back to LA, my home. And then, um, you know, and then they benched us. Like, they benched the world, I mean, basically. So, yeah, it was nice to, to do a job just before we all had to sit on our butts for six months or whatever it is. When you wrapped, did you, at the time of wrapping, did you have any idea that it was going to be like this or did you have a hint of it? Um, what, what was the attitude towards wrapping? Was it like, oh, thank God we wrapped this before or you just didn't know it was going to happen? I mean, we just, no, we just wrapped because it was, you know, the, you know, we'd, we'd torn out the final page of, of all the scripts, you know, we'd, 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 we had done it. We had shot our show. And so, um, no, I mean, I didn't have any idea what, this thing was going to look like or what it was. And I don't think anybody did. I mean, it was, did you, I mean, it was, no, you know, yeah, it's just, it's been a surreal year, man. It's been wild. It it really has. And you you know, so often for, for actors and I speak to actors every day, right. And uh, actresses every day. And, you know, some, some folks, you know, that are at the beginning of their career and they don't have the credits yet. I, it, you know, they they come to this this halt, and obviously we're worried about people and the and the death and the uh, and the illness and everything there. But when you think about it from a professional standpoint, a lot of people got got slammed with this. But I imagine a guy like you. I mean, you got you got these tremendous credits. Uh, there's you probably had some feelings like, hey, you know, I'll get a little bit of time off. I'll get to spend some time with the family and friends and uh, spend some time at home. Uh, what was it like for you? I mean, was it a uh, it was was it a little bit of a break? Yeah, it was definitely a break. I mean, I, I wasn't. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, everybody, I think everybody's been I was talking to my buddy last night who's a, owns a barber shop. My one of my best friends from childhood who owns a barber shop in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and you know, everybody's gotten kicked in the butt with this thing, you know, whether, you know, whether you're in my business or like my buddy who's the barber or whatever, everybody was, so it wasn't, it's not anything that I welcomed. I wasn't happy to take a break at all. Um, but there was a little bit of an existential kind of, um, kind of, uh, like what the hell's going on, you know, as with regards to like, I mean, I know we've got a captive audience now because people are, are on their couches and they're looking for content, but um, but there's also like movie theaters, you know, like like when are we gonna have those back or, um, or, or just theater theaters like plays, you know, like New York and Broadway and, you know, I, I don't know when that stuff's gonna come back yeah. necessarily. So that's kind of weird and sad and bizarre. And um, yeah, no, I mean, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't anything I like welcomed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, listen, it's uh, it, it's it's nice to see something coming back. Let's talk about next, and uh, yeah. you and John Slattery. I mean, you, two of, two of the best out there, and and both of you have a tremendous amount of range. Uh, this is it's going to be interesting to see you guys working together. Is it the first time you worked with John? Yeah, yeah, it is the first time I worked with John, and he's he's awesome. He's um, 
he's hilarious. He's uh, yeah, I, I definitely count him as a friend now. He, he, uh, yeah, he's just he, and then this 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 character he plays on next. I mean, he's kind of he's just really good at being like, like um, you know, really smart, really quick, and a little bit of, you know, and really funny. But kind, I don't know if I can say this, but kind of a little bit of an asshole. Also, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just like right down the middle. He's just like uh, he's. He's 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 a really fun fun actor and a, and and he plays this guy uh, LeBlanc on this show and he's uh, we're just really lucky to have him as our quarterback on this thing. Yeah, is this something when you looked at the script that you, you got excited about? Is it something that when you looked at it you didn't know how it would turn out? And and let me ask you how how much different is it from when you first read that script to to now to final production? Uh. Yeah, I mean, when I read it, I I hadn't read anything like it. I mean, you know, um, a, a lot of scripts you get, you know, a lot of, you know, TV can be hit or miss. Obviously, you know, that's the game. It's all a casino, you know. Um, this one I thought, um, I thought it really had a shot because it was unique, and um, and it's serialized, and every episode is like a total cliffhanger, and it just cooks. It really, it really moves fast. Um. As far as like, is it different from, you know, I, I, you know, it's, I can't remember if it's how much different it is from when we shot it to what it is now. I mean, things, you know, my line of work when, you know, from page to production to when they call cut to when they finally edit the thing. Yeah. I mean, all this stuff evolves so much over time. Well, we're looking forward to next tonight. Uh, how fluid is the rest of your year? Is it is it as um, up in the air as uh, everyone else, uh, or do you have like a solid schedule? Is it is it semi solid? Uh, is it just completely fluid? I well, I, I actually I'm going to shoot. I'm going to go. I'll be on. I'm shooting a short starting today uh, out in Malibu. That sounds so bougie. Forgive me, <laughs> you know, Malibu. That's but, all right. Uh, but I am. We're going out to. The, I'm going out to the beach today, and I'm gonna shoot a short today. And that'll be my first time on set since all this stuff happened. I've been I've been on the bench for six months or whatever, like a lot of folks. And so I'm excited to go out. You know, we're doing COVID tests. Uh, I did one. I think I got to. Uh, I'm gonna do one when I get to set today. I did one like two days ago, two days before that. And they're taking everybody's temperature. Make sure everybody's safe. We're outside, so um, yeah, it's just a it's a new norm. Uh, but I'm excited to get back to work. So we're, exci- yeah. we're excited to see you tonight, and uh, and everyone's uh, you know I think looking forward to this. You and John together on the screen should be very interesting. Michael, give us a website or a social media site where people could follow along with what you're doing. Mm, you know what, my publicists are always. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Just, just go, at, we'll Google you. I'm, we'll Google you. I'm Mike. at Mike Mosley on Twitter, I K E M O S L E Y, and then I think I'm Michael Mosley on Instagram. I'm pretty sure I'm clicking what? it on my phone right Listen, now. It's a good sign. <laughs> it's a good sign that you're too busy to do social media, right? So that's a that's a that's a nice sign. Hey, listen, I've lo- loved your work uh, over the years. Congratulations on Thanks, a wonderful Mike. career and still going strong. Congratulations on next. And uh, hope to see you. Thanks for being here. All right. Take care. Michael Mosley, everyone. And again, you know his work from so many things. And when I say he's got range, I mean, you know, go from Scrubs to Longmire to Next tonight. I'm looking forward to seeing that. He's terrific. Everything that he's in, I think he's just terrific. And once again, if you get a chance to check out Pan Am, I I think it's underrated. There's uh, only a couple of... 
uh, episodes, but uh, he boy, he was terrific. A and M, yeah, that was the. Uh, um, yeah. There's this uh, this actress named Margot Robbie was on that show. She's this. Uh, um, you know, I just I hope she gets a break one of these days. She's really good. <laughs> she's got a lot of she's got a lot of potential. I just hope one of these days, yeah. you know, she can really get her foot in the door. You yeah, know? you too. Yeah, you guys uh, you guys have done pretty well for yourselves, Michael Mosley. <laughs> uh, thanks again, and and listen, be safe, and uh, and and it's uh, I know next is going to be a big hit. Thanks, Frank. And again, as I was saying, I uh, Castle Ozark um, Sirens. I mean, he's got well, he's got a really very very good resume. Uh, Scrubs, I, I'll tell you, that was one of those shows where uh, where you kind of follow along with what everyone else has done. It, it really had an amazing cast, and we've had some of the guys uh, here on the and guys and gals, I should say, uh, from that show here, and they. Oh, I always get a lot of text when text and emails and calls and. Uh, different things when uh, when I uh, when I have anybody from Scrubs on, and that's an indication that it was a very popular show. Anything like that, you know, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, you know, has its following, but Scrubs has this has this really strange um, cult following, and it's just uh, it's, it's been uh, you know it's it's lasted and it has legs, as they say. Anyway, uh, John Slattery, uh, you may know him as uh, as Roger. And Mad Men, and he was terrific in that. And you know, until and, and until you see him in Mad, Mad Men, or until I saw him in Mad Men, it, you didn't realize what kind of career Slattery had, and uh, terrific, and, and what kind of talent he has. He's a really terrific, wonderful actor. And the two of these guys together, Michael Mosley and John Slattery. I don't know who else is in in next, but it's a sci-fi thriller from Fox, uh, thriller from Fox, and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see those two guys once again together. Check out Michael Mosley. Check out his IMDb. Uh, I don't know about his social media. He didn't know about his social media. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't put uh, much time into that, which is uh, eh, well, it's a good sign to each his own. Uh, everyone, I, I slack off on it myself. But uh, anyway, Michael Mosley has been our very special guest. Wonderful actor. Check him out on Next on Fox. It's a sci-fi thriller from Fox. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Michael Mosley, once again, has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a terrific actor, and uh, so many people know him from Joan of Arcadia. Uh, I, I know him in, in a, a show that it, it didn't get the, the appreciation that I thought it should have. Uh, and it was uh, Z Nation. I thought he was terrific in that. And uh, I, I don't know why that's so underrated. But if you get a chance, guys, binge that. It, it, terrific. And he's terrific in it and everything else. And I'm going off of memory here. But... It, 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 if I'm wrong, he's going to have to forgive me. But did he play young Niles Crane in in Frasier? And and if <laughs> if he didn't, he'll forgive me. But Michael Welsh is our very special guest, and he is absolutely terrific, on and off screen. Uh, Last shootout is is his latest. We'll talk about that with him. Uh, but 
uh, off screen, uh, he he is a, a great advocate for something uh, I'm very uh, very into as well, and it's uh, about bringing clean water to folks in developing areas. And uh, he is he's he's the real deal when it comes to that. He doesn't just lend his name; he, he actually is into it. He he thinks about it. A very thoughtful man. Michael Welsh is our very special guest. Michael, how are you? Wow, that is that is quite the introduction. I'm wonderful, man. Thank you very much. Good well, talking it, to you. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. And uh, and listen, uh, let's talk about last shootout and uh, and give us a, a rundown. It's it's upon us now, and and uh, and we'll be able to see this in theaters now. Is it out already? It is. It is out today. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Great. So last shootout, yeah, no, I'm really excited about this one. I'm so glad they decided to release it in theaters. Uh, basically, just quick synopsis, it's about, uh, takes place in the Old West, a young woman played by Skylar Whitty, who is lovely and talented and beautiful, and you're going to love her. Uh, she is set to marry my character, Jody Callahan, and on the night of our wedding, uh, she comes across some information that is, you know, unfortunate <laughs> to learn about before you're about to marry someone, uh, about my family and about me specifically. Then she just freaks out, runs off, uh, is c- kind of just wandering the terrain for a few days, uh, is picked up by a, uh, a young gunman named Billy Tyson, who's got his own issues and background and story, as a lot of these, uh, as a lot of these characters do in these westerns. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, the Callahan family, we find out about it. We find out where they are. And then it just becomes a power struggle. Uh, and it's about love and revenge. And, and ultimately, it, you know, it just boils down to, uh, I mean, it's just a bunch of guys uh, trying to shoot each other over a gal. I mean, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't see how it gets much better than that. No, it's terrific. And no, it's terrific. Hey, uh, just curiosity, I, were you a big fan of Westerns growing up? And are you still a fan of Westerns? I, I am, and I love uh, I love all kinds of westerns too. I love the old school westerns. Um, gosh, I mean, as a kid, I probably watched High Noon uh, maybe a dozen Me times. Too. I just yep. I, I there's just something about like I don't know, man. There's just something about that old school western. I, I you know what it is? It's probably like just I, I think the lack of moral ambiguity. Like it's just <laughs> it's very clear who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. Uh, you know who you're supposed to be rooting for and why. Um, and and the stakes are high. It's a zero sum situation. Like you know, somebody's going to walk away and somebody isn't. Like, I, I and of course the aesthetic uh, is just so kind of I don't know uniquely American and cool. I just I I, I love it. I always have. And you know, listen. I mean, <laughs> actors can pretend to be highfalutin all we want, but the truth is we're just you know uh, grown people who like to play pretend for a living. And, you know, who didn't play cowboys as kids, honestly. So um, to get to actually, like, do this, you know, for a living of some kind is just, I, I, it, it, it still blows me away. Yeah, well, listen, for, for good reason, you're, you're actually very, very good at what you do. Uh, you have a body of work that is, uh, that is enviable, uh, but within that body, there's a tremendous amount of quality. And everything I've ever seen you in, you have absolutely absolutely terrific and and i, I look i have got to imagine uh someone with i mean you're you're still a young guy but uh, but man you're a veteran at this point when the pandemic hit uh i i would think that it hit you less and again i'm talking career-wise but it hit you less than it hit some other people because maybe you took a little time to you know spend with family and friends and and to kick back a little am i right in assuming that 
Well, I, you know, I don't know how to assess those things in terms of the career. I mean, probably to my detriment, if I'm being totally honest. I, you know, I just, I just do what I do and love what I do and, and try to focus on the things that I can control. Um, and certainly you can't control a global pandemic. Uh, that's that's yeah. something that is out of all of our control, no matter how much we try to manifest. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, and, you know, and you mentioned, and I have to say, um, this was one thing that I just personally got out of it. Of course, you wish it didn't happen for a, a ton of reasons. But, you know, the extra time with my family, the the opportunity to kind of, put a pause on your life and really assess, you know, what's, what's important and what matters and like what we're actually doing here. Cause you know, life gets so crazy, man. You just go, 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 go. And sometimes like you, you just don't get that opportunity to like take a step back and really figure out, you know, kind of who, who am I and what am I doing here? What's, what, what is really important to me? So to get to just boil everything down to the, uh, to the basics, um, was, was a real blessing in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I appreciate you saying all that. Uh, you know, uh, again, I, I I just try to focus on what I can control. And, and really, you know, what I what I love is, like, uh, just, you know, finding what's interesting about a character, finding out what makes them tick, and then kind of digging in and seeing how I can sort of connect to that and bring uh, a truth to it so that an audience can... Um, you know, believe what I'm doing and kind of go along with the journey. I mean, that's, that's, that's what excites me. Uh, that's what, and, and, and I'm as excited about that process now as I, as I've ever been. So yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, man. I've had a pretty, pretty blessed life if you look at it overall. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I would say for sure, but uh, again, listen, uh, last shootout is out today. Everyone must see it. Anything Michael Welsh is in, you could, you could look back and enjoy, and you can look at. He's absolutely terrific, and uh, and and I'm sure this is going to be great. I will be seeing it. I'm going to try to see it in a theater, um, and I'm thrilled that it's in a, a theater. You know, so many, uh, it's it's so limited. What's going on here, uh, Michael? Congratulations on not only the last, shoot, not the last shoot, it's last shootout. Um, not only on that, but really a great career that you put together. Can you give us a website, a social media? site to follow along and also if there's anything that you want to touch on before you go just uh feel free to throw it in there yeah absolutely thanks man so yeah uh you can find me on instagram and twitter uh michael welch act act uh you know because i'm an actor and uh apparently not a very creative one um <laughs> and uh yeah so anything that i'm i'm involved with is going to show up on those platforms um and yeah the, the only thing i would touch on i you know Thank you again for the kind words. It really means a lot. Um, and I would just say, you know, try to see this in the theaters if you can. I mean, I know, like, you know, everyone's got their own situation, but I, I'm kind of old school in this regard. I don't, I don't think anything can really replicate the, the theater experience, and especially with a movie like this where the, you know, the, the world itself is kind of its own character. And, of course, with the technology we have today, there's all these really cool, like, drone shots where... You know, you, you really uh, get to see kind of the whole terrain and the sets. And plus, you're going to want the, the, the surround sound. And I, I don't know. I, I just try to make the effort, if you're going to see this movie, uh, to see it on the big screen, if you can. But if not, it's, it's, it's available, you know, wherever you get movies. Michael Welsh, thanks for being here. Congrats once again. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the conversation. Last shootout, everyone. 
is upon us. Uh, you can see it today, and he, he's right. Uh, it, you know, always, if you have an opportunity to see this, especially at Western, I, I, I love seeing a Western in a theater. Uh, uh, Michael uh, mentioned High Noon and seeing it so many times. I've seen High Noon. I, I couldn't even count how many times. I, I'm I'm always blown away by the scene in High Noon when when uh, Grace Kelly shoots. Well, I mean that kind of spoils it, but she one of the bad guys gets shot who's about to kill uh, Gary Cooper, uh, the marshal, and uh, and and you're wondering who shot. Uh, the guy for a second there, and then uh, and and it pans over, and it's uh, it's Grace Kelly, who was a Quaker, and she was completely against violence and everything. And and I I, I don't know why, but I get teary eyed every time that comes up. It's such a heavy part of High Noon, and uh, really one of the great movies uh, of all time. And yes, it, it definitely black and white, uh, in the sense where you know you know who the good guys are and the bad guys are. It, but it is as good as anything that I've ever seen but that one scene for whatever reason just absolutely blows me away and uh, it, you're so into the moment you're so into what's going on and, and she was leaving him you know she was going to leave him because uh, you know she was against him staying behind to get these guys and it was her wedding wedding day and uh, you know here he's ready to throw their lives away and uh, and she gets shamed by an ex of his uh, basically, uh, to to go back there but before she's ready to take a train, and and you have no idea where she is exactly, what's going on, and this this uh, at this point it was like two against one, and uh, and the one guy is zoning in, ready to kill Gary Cooper, and he gets shot, and he gets shot through a window, and it's Grace Kelly who shoots shoots him. Uh, anyway, Michael Welsh has been our very special guest, uh, absolutely terrific actor, uh, and he does wonderful work on on clean water and and that is a big big issue around maybe i can get him back and we can do a whole thing on it i had uh, paul lazarus on uh, doing doing slingshot um it was a, a invention by dean kane uh not dean kane dean uh oh what's his name i can't he, he created the um uh the segway Dean Kamen is his name. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dean Kamen and um, a brilliant inventor, and he created this uh, this uh, device that cleans dirty, filthy water into into really, uh, you know, really nice, <laughs> drinkable water, and he saves lives all of the pro all, all of the time. But anyway, uh, you know, I'm I'm a big proponent uh, as uh, most people uh, are on on clean water and bringing people michael welsh has been very outspoken on that and, and terrific last shootout is the name of his latest you know him from joan of arcadia and and so many things check him out in z nation i think uh, is absolutely terrific and it's underrated frank mckay signing off michael welsh has been our very special guest we'll see you all next time on breaking it down He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.